0: If you're looking for a podcast about all things hunting, especially in the South, you've come to the right place. My name is Weber Herbison, and hunting is the ultimate addiction. Welcome back to the Ultimate Addiction Podcast. Uh, Today is going to start our tactics series that we kind of hinted at in last week's episode. Uh, I think this is going to be something that's really cool. We're going to run through all kind of different tactics for bow hunters, gun hunters, any kind of hunters, all season-long we're gonna run through different myths and legends things that people talk about and you hear about on the daily Uh, we're gonna run through our opinions on it give some scientific background to why we think the way we do and some of the things that we have encountered over the years when when testing these theories so today we're going to start the tactics series with scent control.
1: Very important.
0: <laughs> yeah, huge topic in the whitetail world. If you're a turkey hunter, you might as well quit listening right now because you don't need to know this. But, if you're a deer hunter, you might want yeah. to pay attention.
1: Any kind of big game, really. Um, we've been antelope hunting. They don't rely on scent quite as much, but they do rely on scent. Um, Deer, I'd say that's
0: their strongest For sure. Definitely. Uh, Yeah, antelope, they're looking through uh, binoculars when they're looking around. They don't need their nose as much. Yeah, they can see you way before they can smell you. Yeah, but whitetails, on the other hand completely different story and everybody knows it and so today we're going to talk about how do you beat their nose especially as a bow hunter when you got to be right there on them how do you get away with being that close so
1: my opinion on it is you really can't beat them but there's we're gonna give you some tips to help with that and I don't think a deer will always always smell you but whether or not he thinks you're within danger range and that's debatable and that's probably these little tips will help you work that out a little better
0: yeah so me personally i scent control is huge for me if i'm moving a camera if i'm doing anything in the woods hanging a stand the first thing i'm going to do is probably take a shower in some sinaway clothes and throw my clothes in an ozone box that is that is pro tip number one from me is ozone works yep that was one of my questions i would say
1: should you use hit control every time you go into the woods
0: absolutely uh sometimes if you're hunting a big deer yeah for sure if you're hunting a big deer
1: or a mature mature deer doesn't even have to be a big deer but mature deer they've been around the block they know smells and
0: know to stay away from them. Absolutely. It's funny. You can put out a camera and that big deer will come in there and he will look right at that camera. Not because he can see it. Everybody normally thinks, oh, he's seeing that camera. He's seeing the, the infrared, the flash on that camera. Uh, pro tip here, deer see in the blue color spectrum and infrared, especially on those cameras, is red. So they cannot see that. But they can smell that thing. Yeah, and there's
1: straps, six-foot-long strap going around the tree. Yeah. Or a lot of scent. Yeah. Or a brand-new camera. You can throw the plastic on a brand-new camera.
0: Absolutely. You keep a camera in a box. That box has some smell. That plastic Tupperware, whatever you use, they can smell it. And they know it's not supposed to be there. Yeah, they might notice it as far as seeing it. But more than anything, they're going to smell it.
1: Yep. And so, along with scent comes wind. So, you're paying attention to the wind. Are you paying attention to the wind every time you go into the woods? If you're going to scout an area, or are you
0: just paying attention to the wind when you're hunting? So, as far as scouting goes, I will try, you know, if I'm really going to do some walking, and I know there's a big deer in there, I'll try to enter that area with the wind in my face a lot of times it's impossible uh, and a lot of times i really don't think you're doing that much harm if you're going into scout and your wind's blowing in there yeah you might you know you might bust some deer or you really might not even bust them but they'll know you're there yeah they'll smell you before you get there most you likely. Know, but like I said in one of the earlier podcasts, if deer ran off from everything that spooked them, they'd be running nonstop. Yep. And I can't tell you how many times I've walked 20 yards from a, a buck bedded down and he won't even budge. If you're being quiet and you don't sound like a threat, a lot of times they're going to let you just pass by and they're not even going to think twice about you once you leave. That's
1: what I was going to say. It's in the wind. If you got the wind to your face walking in, and there's a big deer in the area, you're being quiet, being conscious of what you're doing. There's a high, high chance that you might just walk up on the deer. Absolutely. And if you walk up on a deer in a bad area, that is where he's staying. Yep. Now he might be boogered up for a couple of days, but he is coming back to that area.
0: Yeah, and I really don't think. I don't, you know, I've I've jumped deer that I was looking for out of their beds and you know put a camera up and that's how the hunting public hunts they walk into public land and they jump deer out of their beds and they put up a stand right there and just wait on them to come back I don't necessarily get that aggressive with it like like we talked about in our first podcast in the south everywhere is a bedding area everywhere is a pinch point everywhere is the same more or less so you can't just assume in the south that I jumped a deer right here bedded down this is his bedding area because deer down here will have 50 beds yeah it's not not hard to find a bed yeah they make anything that can make him feel comfortable especially in cutover yeah for sure uh but yeah I don't if I'm going scouting I pay attention to the wind but I really don't think you're gonna run him out of the country if he's living in that area and you happen to spook him like i said 90 percent of the time he's in there and you'll walk right by him and he'll never even let you know that he was in the woods yeah.
1: and in the south there's a lot of hunters so people are just in the woods oh yeah they're comp it's common for them to see people in the woods walking around and so you're really not bothering them that bad and i was listening to a guy talk about mule deer hunting you know I've never been mule hunting, but out west, you go to these parks and stuff. You walk around, there's people hiking all the time. And, you know, they're like, oh, there's cute deer. They go up and pet it or whatever. And <laughs> then we think, we go to hunt them, and they run off from everything. Like, what yeah. the heck? was What's going on? But you're acting like a predator.
0: Exactly. And they know that. And when you don't come off as a threat, it really doesn't bother them. Something I'm really conscious about when I'm scouting is how loud I'm being if you can be quiet you can get away with way more than you would think uh like i said abetted deer they'll smell you and a lot of times they'll let you pass right by and won't even think twice about you but if you sound like a threat walking past them if you sound like an elephant walking through the woods you're going to jump plenty of deer and a lot of deer that you're not even downwind of so when it comes to that it's kind of be conscious of everything not just your your scent uh, yep. if you know what i mean
1: yeah especially scouting and obviously when hunting i feel like people aren't quite as conscious when scouting they just i oh, just going in here
0: where whatever and yeah not,
1: and come back and hunt them get all serious but you've already boogered up there
0: yeah just like you know when i'm sitting in the stand i'm real serious but when i get down oh hunt's over time i can yep. be as loud as i want you know yep. type thing you know the hunt's not over till you're you're back into the
1: thing. To, to kill the deer. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, I got a question for you. All right. What do you think about peeing out of your deer stands? Uh, I, I don't pee a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, he thinks he's a camel.
1: Just in general. So, I mean, I don't think it's hurting anything. I've heard stories of people... Do a number two right under the stand. And the deer come up and smell it and dig it up. You know, I don't think it's bothering them. I've also heard people talk about, say, you got a doe, a doe pea, buck pea, a doe and estrus, and then human pea. It was all compared. Yeah. And the doe and estrus and the human pea produced the same results. Really? I don't know what's in our pea that makes a difference, but that produced the same results. And then buck pea and doe pea... Just regular day pee, not doe, and, do and produce the same results. So hmm. if that's the case, you know, people talk about mock scrapes, they pee in the mock scrapes. Yeah, I will. What's the difference between that and just peeing out of the stand? You yeah. know, it's not hurting anything, I don't think.
0: I don't think there's, I don't think it hurts anything at all. I'll pee out of my stands, yeah. if, you know. I'd be
1: more worried about the sound than I would be
0: the Yeah, smell. for sure. I definitely, I have, the sound will, will booger a deer more than the smell. Because yeah. Yeah. that's, it sounds like a waterfall and, you're not around in the waterfalls <laughs> in i don't know what they think it is but they definitely are like that's not supposed to be there uh heck when i was 13 like you talking about people getting down out of the stand taking a dump uh i had to do that and killed one of my biggest deer at the time about 30 minutes later oh yeah and i shot him at 20 yards with a it was a rifle. Uh, so it obviously didn't bother him too bad, and the wind was blowing towards him. Yeah. So he was close enough. My wind was blowing over him, but I know he he wasn't uh, getting that blown past yeah. him. I, I honestly could not recall
1: a time that I got down in his restroom and either didn't kill a deer or have a deer walk up within ten minutes. Hey, that's I mean I don't know if you just the way you're being quiet and stuff they think it's another deer because you know you kind of walk real quiet to a spot. Sit there for a little bit, walk real quiet over back to your stand. That might just think it's another deer in the woods.
0: Yeah, and that's another thing. Actually, I'm not going to get into that because that's probably another tactic. I was going to talk about when you're scouting and when you're walking through the woods, kind of how to be quiet and how to not alert everything. But we'll get into that. Let's stick to the scent control. All
1: right. So you mentioned Ozonics earlier. Um,
0: What do you think about that? What is it? So, Ozonics is... Um, most everybody knows what it is by now, but if you don't, it is a tool that you hang, you screw into the tree above you, and it blows ozone into your scent area, basically. You know, the, the um, commercials... Or, you know, it's like, it it makes a blanket over your scent. So, that's kind of how they dumb it down. What ozone is, scientifically, ozone is oxygen. That's all it is. But it is in a reactive form. So, oxygen as itself exists as two oxygen molecules, or O2. That's how it is stable. That's how we breathe it in. And that's what it is. ozone is very unstable it's o3 it's three oxygens together and ozone is actually naturally occurring you can smell it if you know the smell when you're in the woods like after a rain or something you can smell it if you know what the you know you're looking for and because it's so reactive what it does is it reacts it wants to grab onto something basically to stabilize itself and so it will grab onto your scent molecules and essentially it'll just it'll break them up it'll kill them and uh you know I, like i said earlier i throw all my clothes in a in an ozone box that's the first thing i do before i go in the woods and it's the first thing i do when i get back because it'll kill your scent and it just you know it does have a smell and like you said it's natural smell it's a very natural smell prime example It'd be like
1: rolling around pine straw and then well it has a smell i don't want deer smell yeah. well at least where i hunt in the hills there's pines all around <laughs>
0: so. yeah so it you know uh, for example i had my ozonics on the other day and the wind was not blowing hard and that ozonics was blowing straight at some does and it was actually blowing really strong normally with the wind it'll catch it kind of disperse it and it, like like I said, it'll just kill your your scent or blanket it, as they say. But in this particular case, it's just they're smelling straight ozone. And they're, you know, they're throwing their nose up, you know, because they know it's, it's, a, it's a strong smell. But they never, they would never booger out of there. Yeah, they don't associate
1: they, that with a threat.
0: Exactly. And so I, I will not go to the woods without my ozonics. I will, I have killed deer coming from downwind now a stiff wind i would not rely on your ozonics to save you but especially morning times thermals rising like i will hunt a bad wind if i'm hunting a big deer with that with that ozone box and my ozonics i will absolutely hunt a bad wind if it's not you know 15 miles an hour
1: so you, you brought it up my next point was thermals.
0: Let's talk about thermals. What do you think about them? Love them. Yep. <laughs> as a deer hunter, I love when the thermals are rising. Yep. So what what's going on when thermals are rising? The way I understand it is it's just the, man, don't let me lie here. You might know more than me. It's just like as the the heat of the day, as things start to heat up, the you know all the evaporation, all the dew. Yeah, so everything.
1: heat heat rises. Yeah, and so I listened to a guy talk about it pretty in depth the other day, and he was saying the ground's cool, the air's warm, and so those when the ground's warming up, it goes. They basically like molecules, like temperature molecules want to come together, and they want to cool down They're... They want to warm up what's there. Yeah. And so if you're warming up that area, the thermals rise. But if there's a cool area, thermals go down. Yeah. Hate So that. like a creek, your thermals are going to go to a creek yeah, because yeah. you're warmer than the creek. Yeah. And that's when like you see fog in the morning is because those thermals are coming off that creek. Mm-hmm. Because it's warmer, so now it's going to the colder air. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what thermals do and in western hunting in the mornings you get on top of the hill you, yeah you work your way down because your thermals are rising all that cool air is coming up from the bottom it's getting warm and then when you're going in the evenings all that cool air come back down yeah going to those creeks so that's how thermals work and in the morning now I'm not gonna say it doesn't work, but that was a big thing on scent blocker. They, you know, they would really play those thermals yeah. and then have a video of such and such going on. You know, they got the wind blowing with your fogger. Yeah, it's going towards the deer, but it disappears, so you mm-hmm. really don't know
0: what happens to it. And before it gets to the deer, the thermals come up. Uh, my favorite thing in the world is when I, uh, I get my my little scent puffer. And I squirt it, and all that stuff does is just float up into the air. I'm like, yep, we're in the money now. And for
1: thermals, I wouldn't, or thermals in the morning, I'd say it's really big. Um, But, like, in the hills, you don't have the big thermals. You don't have the thermal, or in the hills you have these. In the flatland, the delta, you don't have these thermal hubs where, like, wind's shifting all the time. And I can't. What's it called? THP sells them. The little. Oh yeah, the milkweed. Little, yeah. Is it milkweed. Yeah, Milkweed. it's got to be what it is. Yeah. So those little milkweed, and if you can watch that, that's going to tell you what's really happening to the wind. Hmm. And so people are like, "Well, deer don't smell me." Well, you really don't know if your scent's going by
0: with that little puffer. Yeah, that's true. Because it'll yeah, it'll all dissipate. Because like, a lot of times you can you'll squirt that little puffer. You know, it's, it's like baby powder. Is all it is. Yeah. And it'll it'll catch that wind and it'll go and then it's just gone. Yeah, it's gone. So you know your initial wind is blowing that way, but you don't know what's happening to it once it gets ten yards away from you. Yep.
1: Yeah. And it could be that cold, hot air under a shade tree making the difference between that deer small you or not. And I'm not too big on thermals. I mean obviously it's nice to have and know that in the mornings you can get away with a lot more than you can certain times of day. Yeah. But there are some people that thermal hubs in the hills and stuff in the Midwest, that's their thing. They talk about thermal hubs. That's where big deer bed is in those thermal hubs because all the wind is coming down to them, all those scents. Yeah, yeah. And so they know And just from what I've seen, what I've heard, those deer know, you know, there they can get away with a lot because
0: they can smell everything. It's crazy. That's just like. A big deer will bed with the wind to his back. You know, they they yep. see big where they can't deer. smell. Yep, they see where they can't smell, and they smell what's coming behind them.
1: Yep. And so, if you find bedding areas, a lot of time they'll be on the front of some thick stuff. That way, they can see the open country, yep. but they can smell everything
0: behind them. Yep. It's like uh, one of our good friends killed a or shot a buck in Illinois several years ago. And uh he let him lay overnight. I don't remember where he hit him, but uh it was one of those things he was a big deer. He didn't see him fall, and so he's like, "We'll just give him overnight to be safe and when they found him, he was bedded down, and wouldn't you know it he was looking over into a bottom with the wind at at his back yeah. as, as how he would have been laying,
1: even dying like he was still yeah. thinking about that and I, I mean that was a long time ago when that happened, but that was one of those Big, like, aha moments for yep, me. Yep. And I mean we just don't, see, that happens in the Midwest a lot, but we don't see it in the South. Yeah. You don't find big, huge bedding areas
0: in the South because no. they're
1: everywhere. I mean, they can literally
0: lay on the side of a hill. Yeah. Just they, anywhere. Everywhere, you know, is more or less the same. They're not, deer don't have to seek out bedding. It's just kind of there, Yeah, so to speak.
1: All right, the um, next point I have is what kind of products do you use? You said you use Ozonics. Do you use any kind of certain uh, soap or anything you like more than others or any brand?
0: No, uh, absolutely any kind of Sinaway soap. Yeah, I um, use the, the green. You know, the green. Control. Everybody knows about the green, and then, you know, you got your dead downwind stuff. Then you got your sprays. I use all of it i don't know what works do you spray
1: down every time you go to the woods
0: yeah i try to and even
1: just normal scent control or like a earth uh, no definitely
0: not a scented spray i don't you know i don't know what earth smells like the dirt the dirt (laughs) you know and i don't think deer are out there smelling dirt all the time and so i you know i just use the normal stuff on top of the ozonics and everything else uh Try to keep my boots outside. I don't want to bring my boots inside because I'm not going to put those boots in the ozone box. You could, but where I keep my clothes, I'm not going to put my boots in there.
1: Yeah. Get everything dirty.
0: If I, am you know, I try to shower at night. If I'm going hunting the next morning, I probably won't get up and take a shower unless I'm absolutely hunting a big deer and I know the wind might be wrong and on top of the ozonics the ozone box the spray everything i'm going to take a shower and take just taking a shower with that Sinway soap will eliminate so much scent i was scouting another day wind straight at my back and just i i turned and that's just like where the wind was blowing i was actually walking out and uh sure enough a buck and a doe are like the buck's pushing a doe right directly at me down this lane. And they get to 10 yards and they stop because they see me, you know, and I just didn't move. And they just walked right by me, like 15 yards away. Wind was blowing right at them. And I, literally all I'd done was have my clothes in that ozone box and took a shower like 15 minutes before.
1: Yep. Yeah. Definitely makes a difference, I think. And that's where that comes into do the, they smell you as a threat? Or are yeah. you just
0: something? Like they knew I was there. I'm sure they smelled me, but they just didn't. You know, they weren't smelling little debbies, and they weren't. They weren't smelling. You know, the coffee and uh, all the, the grease from the food. Grease. You know, before. your dog's hair, or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's probably bringing up dogs' hair. I bet they don't like that smell.
0: No, I guarantee not. And
1: I mean, obviously we can smell that on us. So, you're like, golly, i stink, stinking and they gotta do something about it. Yeah. But That's probably a big.
0: A big smell they don't like. Probably associated with coyotes and everything like that. I'll tell you another smell they hate. Deer hate the smell of regular soap. Scented, flowery, whatever you use. Irish Spring is an absolute (laughs) no-no. Deer hate that smell. Please, do not shower with a regular soap and then go in the woods and expect to kill a big deer. You might can with a rifle in a box stand or something, but... Man, they hate that smell.
1: Speaking of that, two or three years ago, we were hunting and hunting in the morning. Went and joined up at the camp, and some guys came around. Uh, The dad is a little boy, and his dad that that little boy stinks. And he said, "No, mom washed my stuff with the good smelling stuff." (laughs) (laughs) Like man, I they didn't see anything that morning. I was like, I wonder why.
0: Man. No, I smell good. I smell just like old spice. Yeah. Mom
1: washed it in the Smell stuff. That's so. Funny. At least learn to do laundry for your hunting
0: clothes. No doubt, my wife always messes with me. She's like, "I'm gonna wash your hunting clothes in that, uh, in that, what you call it, the the gain." And yeah. I'm like, "If you do that, we will get divorced." Yep. Yeah.
1: Don't mess with hunting clothes. Yep. All right.
0: Here, I'll ask you a question. All right. You know. One one thing we like to say to each other is, you know, I'm, man, I need to hunt this deer, but the wind's wrong or whatever. And we we always say back, well, if you don't like the way the wind's blowing, turn around and face the other way. Yeah. You know, at what point are you going to be like, forget the wind, I got to hunt this deer. Is, you know, for me, the rut is your yeah. your best time of year. Yeah. to say that because bucks, yeah, you don't know
1: where they're coming from at that point
0: yeah and bucks they're not they're they're in that that stupid mode they're not looking actively they're on they're not on guard they're you know all they're worried about is getting that doe Yep. and so now you got to fool the doe but if she's being run like crazy she's also doesn't have time yeah to, she's not worried about it uh but you have any other thoughts on that you know when, um, when is that truth? Just turn around and face the other
1: way. I mean, I guess it depends on what it's worth to you, you know, how bad you want to kill them. And Weber said in the, in the last podcast, you know, if somebody else is hunting the deer, I'm going to find another spot to kill them. And yeah. So I'm not going to jump in on somebody else. Just, you know, if you're hunting a thicket or whatever, just go outside the thicket. Yeah. I mean, you're in the woods. We said last time, you can't kill him in the bed. Mm -hmm. And so, even though you might not be in the perfect area with the perfect wind, you're still in the woods.
0: And you're in in a close proximity to where he might be. Like, for example, Michael Waddell killed his biggest deer several years back. And the deer, they saw him the evening before. And couldn't go back in in that stand because the wind was wrong. And he they went to like the complete opposite side of the property, just because that was the only place I guess that had a good wind. And ended up like he didn't. Even, I don't even think he had an arrow knocked. He was so like upset that he he was you know that deer is on the other side of the property whatever. And then he ends up shooting him at like 15 yards, you know, just right place, right time type yeah. thing. And that just goes back to being in the woods and then
1: i mean i don't have a lot of proof from it
0: labrador well, doesn't either we've talked
1: about it a good bit but people talk about deer moving on certain winds yeah and so you know if that wind comes about that it's not the perfect wind that deer might be moving to a different area yeah. you know i mean the south is definitely different from what you hear about on most podcasts the midwest kind of has their trends the things you read in the magazine you go up there and try that
0: yeah you can get stuff done down here it's just
1: doing something yeah, yeah. and
0: another thing about the south that I, I think people overlook a lot is deer move more than you think you know you'll have a camera out and you're getting pictures of this deer once a week or something that deer is moving so much in that other time that you're not getting pictures of him, and people don't realize that. So just because, you know, I'm a trail cam hunter, like I'm going to put my camera where I want the, you know, where I think the deer is and wherever I'm getting pictures of him is where I'm going to hunt him because I know that he's there. And, you know, we'll talk about that more in the trail cam tactics. But at the same time, if you can't hunt that spot, you don't know what he's doing. And the other, it doesn't take much to avoid. No, avoid camera. Ten by ten block. Yeah, and so twenty by twenty at the most. You know, just just be in the woods. Uh, we we kind of got off scent control there, but I'll say, with my Ozonics, with my ozone box. Uh, taking a shower. Before I went hunting, I have killed one, two, I'm trying to think of this year which way the wind was going. Three. Three of my biggest bucks were killed downwind of me. They came from downwind of me and never knew I was in the world. So, you can beat them. You can absolutely. Ed, I'm going to say you can say, trick them. You can fool them. That's what I was about to say. You can't beat them. Well, I guess I guess if you kill them, you beat them. But That's true. you can fool them. They probably smell you, but if you can, it don't matter if they smell you, if you kill them.
1: That's true. As long as they're within, I'm going to say bow range.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: it's kind of our thing, what we do. So you gotta be a little more cautious when you get within bow range. Um, I've got written down is wind more important than scent control, and kind of the way we're leading is no.
0: Yeah, and you gotta you gotta hunt the wind. Be smart, like like we're saying, you can't fully beat them, and every situation's different, but you have to actively pursue your your scent control in order to even give yourself a chance because even if you have the right wind he can come from downwind
1: yeah um and so talking about wind you heard a lot of people and this going back to the question would you hunt the wrong wind you know let's just say wind blows in a straight line which it definitely doesn't and especially blowing through the woods you know a deer could be over 10 yards from that line and not smell you Yep. I think a lot of people, going back to that deer move on certain winds, that's how they do that, is they're hunting the wind the deer likes, but they're just getting off the beaten path of the deer. Yeah. So, just think about that when you're going, maybe it is a northwest wind, but are you down far enough or up high enough where that northwest wind isn't bothering you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, you can, if, you,
1: if yeah. you're off where that deer's coming from and you've got a steady, straight, line wind, you know, as long as you're out of his path, it's yep. not going to go in front of his nose.
0: Or even even if you can just get the wind to blow over him. If you're high enough that you know, you know he's probably going to walk down this trail, but your wind's going to blow over that trail.
1: Yep. And so, don't walk on the trail. Um, yeah. People swear by rubber boots, but... I mean, they they even got smell.
0: Yeah, every everything has smell. Any kind of, if your clothes are rubbing. Another thing to know is scent stays in wet areas. Moisture holds scent. So if you're walking through the woods and it's got dew on the leaves or there's a little bit of moisture, it's going to hang on to your scent. You know, your pants are going to brush on some grass and stuff so it's just something to be conscious of that's why i like to do my scouting during the summer you know before deer season i'll go at the hottest point of the day even even early season october whatever i'm gonna go at the hottest point of the day yeah i'm gonna sweat but it's dry it's hot you know you're not a deer does not want to get up from its bed when it's 90 degrees and so they'll let you go by them and you really won't leave much scent even if even if you're sweating, stinking everything up, you know, in your mind, you really won't leave as much scent as you think because it's all going to evaporate. It's gonna. It's so hot, it just isn't going to hold scent like it would if it was, if there was some moisture in yep. there.
1: And I'm going to run back to the products. I'm using shampoo, everybody uses the green shampoo most likely. Yeah. And I was listening to a guy and it, it does this to me when it's especially real cold and dry outside is it makes your skin dry. Yeah. And so this guy, and I might need to upgrade my stuff cause I use the green shampoo, but he was saying he pays a little higher end shampoo to keep his skin moist where he doesn't have dry skin falling off and leaving, hmm. you know, spots. Yeah, so yeah. that's how scent dogs smell. Yeah. Is your skin flaking off. Yep. Skin particles. So, you know, you might not think of that as a big deal, or you might not even think you're, you know, you have dry skin yeah, yeah. or leaving that much particle. You're like, oh, no, I got nice skin. It's good. But, I and mean, you're leaving something. So that might be something, just another tip. You know, something small, but something might make a difference for you.
0: Yeah. Like, I always, like, got to wear a hat. You know, your hair yeah. is something that holds a ton of scent. And the gloves. I like to wear gloves unless it's just super hot. You know, if it, if it gets kind of cold, I like to wear gloves just because you're not. If you can get the scent out of those gloves, don't wash them in gain. You know, yeah. uh, you can. You know, it it'll save you from kind of that those skin particles, I guess you could say. Yeah. And all the oils in your hands, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah.
1: And just because we're in dental school and it's on our minds for sure, um, they say ninety percent of your scent comes from your head. I believe that's
0: right. Have you heard that? I know that's where most of your heat comes from is your head. I mean, I, I, I'd I agree, probably. I've,
1: I've heard, I don't know if it's true, but I've heard 90% of the scent comes from your head, too. And so, do you use any kind of scent control, toothpaste or gum? I Man. don't even know. I've seen it advertised. I've seen it in
0: magazines. I don't know if even they make that anymore. Man. I i didn't even know there was such a thing so no uh yeah
1: i, I don't either i think that's a little extreme yeah just i mean just pay attention to it a little more
0: yeah i mean I, i'll drink coffee before i go hunting and stuff so my breath it ain't gonna smell like the toothpaste anymore anyway but
1: yeah and if you if you're really into that if that kind of um i guess rang your bell or made your little light bulb go off and you won't be real serious, you could probably get some uh dough and estrus scent and yeah. take a little swig of that.
0: Yeah, just swish it around a few times. Uh it probably doesn't have any fluoride in it, but Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, rinse your mouth out with water after that. But yeah, I saw some That'd probably be good in the rut. <laughs>
0: yeah. I saw some guy he put dough and estrus in his uh in his like Copenhagen can and he uh this has been a video from a while back. Some people might have seen it. And he he poured that dough and estrus in that Copenhagen and got a a dip of it and <laughs> threw up everywhere. I mean you can imagine that it has to be the worst tasting thing in the world. And if
1: if that's what it took to kill big deer, I would not kill big deer.
0: <laughs> I'm think I'm over here thinking about it. <laughs> I
1: don't know if I could do it. No. That'd be gross. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean these are some good tips for sure. Um, some things I'd say just the average hunter really doesn't think about too much. Yeah, um something. especially most people pay attention to scent when they are hunting. Yeah. But when it comes down to being in the woods and always pay attention to your scent, really pay attention to your clothes, um, even down to your skin products that you use, your hair products. Um Socks, that's a real easy one to overlook. Yeah, for sure. Your socks stink. You just throw them in something. Um, Boots, you know, people come in, just walk in with their boots.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I mentioned earlier how when you're scouting, you know, a lot of times deer will let you walk by them if you really don't sound like a threat. If you smell like a threat, they're not going to let you walk by them. You know, when I say that, I'm talking about. You, you've at least tried to do some scent control. If you go in there and you smell like gain and you smell like old spice, the deer's not going to let you walk by them.
1: No. And then also, Xonix, I mean, it, it's a pricey gadget. Yeah. I personally don't use one, but I mean, it definitely works for Weber. I wouldn't, if you can afford it and don't mind lugging it around,
0: it'd definitely be a good Tool yeah, to have with you. Definitely. It's definitely a lot of people don't believe in it. I, you know, I don't want to I don't want to say how many degrees I have in college, but I've studied it and the science behind it makes sense and I've seen it work. But like Patrick said, it it, it is expensive and I know a lot of people don't want to pay that and you don't have to it's you know there's other
1: ways to get around scent for sure
0: people have killed big deer for years and years and years without it so we we are obviously not sponsored by ozonics so don't think we're
1: yeah we're just giving tips
0: that yeah what we like
1: no biased here other than the proof in the pudding you know yeah
0: what we've seen
1: work yep so what's our next tactic? You think we want to talk about?
0: That's a good question. Uh, um, I
1: guess if, you, if the
0: listeners, if they have
1: any taxes they'd like like us to hit on, or any questions or opinions, you know, shoot Weber a text or on yeah. Instagram, whatever, and we'll try to hit
0: on that. Yeah, check us out on Instagram. It's at the Dot Ultimate Dot Addiction DM us We got some Really good Looking hats
1: Yeah Super good Hats Lost Co Hats It's a big Thing right now When we've Got them Yeah Order any Color and Just send Us a DM Um And of course Leave Five star Review Yeah So that Every time Until we get All five stars That's right Um Like I said If you can Write our Review Even if It's Just a little sentence, a little paragraph, that'd be great. Hit those algorithms, get them right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But we actually went a little longer than we planned on going. So uh, with that.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, we're going to sign it off. See you next time.